Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever or whenever you happen to be listening to this. Thank you for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tabishima Ayede. I'm sure if you noticed, I was a little um, hesitant when I was calling out the name of the podcast in the intro, and that's because I almost said the title of my other podcast, which is the So You're Getting Married podcast. Um, yeah, so for those of you who are who happen to be listening right now, who uh, apart from being a wedding vendor, you are also in the process of getting ready to walk down the aisle with your significant other, maybe you can look for that podcast as well, uh, subscribe and um, have a listen at the couple of um, at the have a listen of the the sorts of things that we discuss over and that other show. It's just me giving personal perspectives. To boys and girls about what to expect uh, before we get married and for those of us who are newbies uh, there's some lessons that we can take out from uh, those as well so uh, yeah so this podcast this is uh, primarily the business focus one and the other one the relationship focused um, podcast so uh, yeah so just to apologize in the future just in case I actually start a recording and then I mention the name of the other podcast but I still keep on talking about the um, business episode so just chalk it all up to um, baby brain as my wife likes to say and a couple of her friends you know they say that once you have kids you share your brains with them and so you um, forget stuff and get things um, mixed up so today I'm taking a detour from the uh, professionalism discussions that we've been having so far and that's because something happened to me recently today that I think uh, we can learn from and it's something that I should have uh, put in practice in my own business as a wedding photographer but um, nobody's perfect and so once in a while we forget these things so even though I know um, and I preach that other people should follow these things these practices but I forget you know hence that whole physician healed thyself saying okay now what happened to me today my uh, my baby the little one is uh, two years old now so I don't think we can call him a baby anymore but since he's the baby of the house I'll keep calling him baby for now so uh, the baby has been down with a bacterial infection for a while we've been to the hospital and uh, we're on some antibiotics the doctor is also treating for malaria just in case and uh, let's see what else you know some other odd drugs here and there so today um, getting the kids ready for school the baby was cranky and I thought about it I probably should keep him at home so that he can rest but I figured hey today's a Friday I have a few things that I want to get um, done and I was looking forward to interviewing Omotala. That's the interview that I've uh, promised you guys for a while now. She's uh, the head of Corban Event Planning and Corban Event Planning uh, School. So today was the day that we agreed would have the podcast um, uh, recording her episode. I was going to go over to her office and then uh, we'll do the recording then. So I dropped my, my son off and um, yeah, came back home to get ready for... Um, for the for the episode well today i woke up late so i wasn't able to have my bath on time so i just got back i was going to have a bath have a quick breakfast and then head out for the recording and then i get the dreaded call from the crash 
that my son was being inconsolable he wasn't eating and he wasn't um he wasn't uh, he was refusing to uh, chill with the usual handlers that are his uh, favorites because they have several nannies at the crash and so even his uh, favorite nannies um couldn't uh yeah couldn't console him so typically what happens when the school calls whenever they call at times like this they call to say come and pick up your son that's the usual um practice and uh for those of you who have been in this kind of situation as i have i mean when you're a parent um living in a busy city abuja lagos you haven't quite sorted out childcare. uh yeah we love our kids um but when these things happen uh, these are interruptions uh, to the day that we have already planned out in a somewhat uh, orderly manner so when this phone call comes it's always um jarring so it doesn't help that whenever they call um they come at it from the angle of come and pick up your ward come and pick up your son come and pick up your daughter now today the lady who called um she did something different uh, that i applaud and i think we wedding practitioners should do and that's the reason why i'm sharing it with you today she called to say um morning sir um we noticed that baby is not feeling very well he's inconsolable uh he's not running a temperature or anything but this is what we tried to do mrs so so and so tried abc i tried def and this person tried xyz but so far none of it is working um what medications um is he on and what would you recommend that we do next so i said okay this is the antibiotic that he's on this is the pain relief that we've given him these are the other medications and the doses so for now there's not much there's no medication that i would uh say you should give him because it was all given to him several hours ago just about 2 hours ago so there is no point and then she asks again what would you advise that we should do and i said okay give me an hour and i'll go get him and after that conversation i sent a message to omotola because she was in the middle of teaching her um class she has another session going on now where she's uh, teaching um uh people who are intending wedding planners and that is the school of planning this is not the same school as my friend Laura Michael um, Phillips who has the wedding academy so send her a message uh that we have to um reschedule and then um yeah i took off to go uh, get my boy so on the ride over there it just occurred to me that this was a brilliant questioning technique that i preach all the time and that it's something that we um ought uh to do because when you call up and you say um sir or madam come and pick your son the guards go up and understandably so because you've planned out the day and you figure can't you guys just hang on to this child for you know another 2 or 3 hours so i can wrap up my stuff and then i'll be there but then when you call uh with the point of view of saying this is the problem this is what we have tried this is how we have tried to resolve the issue nothing seems to be working what do you advise when you put the ball in their court and of course you've showed how reasonably you try to address um how you try to address um the matter then um the it's a different let's just say it's a different kind of experience 
and uh, since you're not in that since it's not a situation where like you feel you're being personally um, affronted you can get the parents to actually show up um, pick up the child and it's a much more pleasant conversation when you call that way to say um, this is the problem this is what we've tried to do to resolve the problem uh, and um, now what would you advise it's always easier when the solution comes from your client or from the prospective client you get a lot of buy-in uh, that way so um, sorry one moment I have to check I have to turn off an alarm and I'll be back okay I'm back uh, that's because my other phone the alarm went off on my other phone so I had to go turn that off so where are we okay yeah, so you uh, things are a lot better when you get um, the buy-in from the client and when the solution seems to come from them because I'm sure for the school the solution that they wanted uh, and the obvious um, solution was please come and get your son but they knew that it would be an easier conversation to have if I the parent came up with that solution by myself and that is why the questioning technique uh, that I preach about on the podcast and then for those of you who follow the sales conversations Instagram handle um, that's the reason why this is a very powerful technique and how I know that you guys aren't doing this is because I was engaged in a situation last year where even though I know about this I failed to do it and so I know that if I forgot if I didn't do it now those of you out there who didn't do it as well it was a wedding we as usual got the hotel everything booked out I had uh, made sure that it was going to be at the same venue so that we could have the couple photographs done then and um, yeah we had planned everything but as usually happens well with Abuja couples anyway uh, the timing started slipping um, the bride didn't get up on time makeup didn't start on time uh, the groom was well ahead and was getting bored uh, so we did his individual photos uh, but then we we're running late for time and um, I wanted this couple shoot to happen because uh, you know some couples are traditional couples the whole thing of the bride mustn't see the groom before the wedding well some couples are laissez-faire about it and they don't care they want to have wonderful photos and they know that the only way to get those photos those popping photos is going to be now that we're both together and we're not sweating yet and we're not frazzled so uh, I did my best um, but the groom took off anyway even though I had set up the place I had gone to call him I got my second shooter to tie him down to the location until we would come out and then just pull off a few shots you know sharply we had discussed the concept tested the lighting all we needed was just for her to come down and then I rip off a few frames and then we're off to church so um that was the plan i told her about the plan i told the wedding planners about the plan um and so uh well anyway she just kept getting uh sidetracked another person will come who want some photos you say no 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 this person is really important so so we'll take that picture we're walking down the corridor auntie this person will show up we get to the elevator another person showed up and then oh lo and behold they are from the same uh, umuna the same village you know Igbo stuff and uh yeah so the whole clan was there and we did another quick one and by the time we got downstairs the groom had gone because understandably so it's like look 
you know, this is church. Pastor is going to be angry. At least let one of us be there. Me and the boys were already, so let's just head down. So, understandably, um, he went down there. And so I told her that, okay, you know what, this is what we can try um, for the church, and we agreed. So we took some photos with her and the family downstairs, and then off to church. And then after church, because things um, were off to a late start, it means that we were late for the reception. And it, ha it was also one of these weddings where some people um, had to leave um, Abuja ahead of time. So our plan of staying beside to do a few um, photos in the church was one of these um, lovely uh, Anglican churches in Abuja. So I figured we'll just step aside, have the assistant um, set up some lighting, and then we can do some beautiful portraits in the church. Uh, you know, yeah, it was a hot day, she's sweating, but at this stage, something we can handle. So, yeah, we set that up, but then... Uh, after everything was done, as the couple was uh, marching out, we even agreed that we would do the group photos in church, sorry, at the reception, just to hurry things along. And uh, yeah, the groom, you know, basically he starts leaving, and of course his attitude is like, look, we're already behind schedule, so, 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 and so, and chairman, and this person, they have to leave, blah, 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 so let's get going. And, you know, I told the bride, and yeah, she just shrugged her shoulders, and then we were off. And then, of course, we had other plans for the venue, but uh, lo and behold, we get to the venue, and it's one of those days where it is raining. So we can't do anything um, outside uh, the um, outside the marquee, because uh, it was one of those, we'll say, two marquees, lovely greens everywhere, a um, couple of places that we could use, you know, maybe even have the sky as a backdrop, but it's raining. What can we do? Even if they wanted to come out and shoot in the rain my camera is not a waterproof camera it's a um, showerproof camera so there's no way that I'm putting my camera out in the rain so uh, I tell her in the car I walk over I tell her look um, there's the situation so at this point we haven't got it really all we can do is freestyle and it looks like she's cool and they're cool with the whole idea so the drizzle the rain slows to a drizzle enough for them to run into the hall I stopped them at the door, uh, rattled off a few shots. The dancing with the um, partner part is really wonderful because they got um, external lighting. So I made sure that they were really nicely backlit and stuff like that. Dramatic lighting, so really beautiful stuff there. And then at the ceremony, me and the second shooter trying to freeze out some stuff. Like, okay, come here quickly, rattle off a few frames here and things like that. So we just freestyle chat and overall, I thought we did good, but my second shooter, who has had more experience with these sorts of things, kept saying, oh, look, all is not well, though. there's going to be a problem. And I was like, how will there be a problem? Like, you saw how these things went. I was keeping the bride updated all along. How will there be a problem? And she was like, ha, Oga, it's not like that, though. That, look, she paid so soon and so for this dress. Since morning, she has been talking about my dress this, my dress that. We, we didn't do portrait like well I go do I said ah, no don't worry it's it's alright it's cool it's cool and then uh, lo and behold it was like my second shooter said there was fire on the mountain when we were done with the photos and the um, photo selection process turned out to be an actual absolute shitstorm you know the groom talking on about how like ah no this is not professional blah 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 or whatnot. If nobody saying are you, this is this, that, 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 you know, you'd be correct guy, something, something. And, you know, I rarely lose my 
I cool. But at that point, I was red. I was really mad. And I just thought, look at this guy. You know, if not because of wedding photography and business, you just me meet one-on-one in the streets. You know, I'll beat you three times over and nothing will happen. Nothing. I'll just crack your head easily. But I said, let me just free this thing. So I just let it go and this is one of those situations. I'm not proud of it anyway because basically my teacher was like, you know what, you guys don't even have to pay me. I'm off. And I left. But then the wedding planner called and later on I was able to get my head on straight and I figured, you know, the most professional thing to do actually is um, to tidy up the situation, resolve it the best way possible and keep open uh, any prospects um, for repeat business, uh, referrals and um, stuff like that. So I got my head on straight and uh, I was able to come up with um, a compromise or rather part of it involved them coming with a compromise because another photographer that they were cool with happened to be in town and they had just uh, redone their um, dry clean their clothes and so they just had the session out with him and um, I didn't put up an argument because for me I have no problems really when people want to have extra material in the album um, I know other photographers would disagree but that's just my own policy so I was like hey, no wahala I mean it's cool it all works the other photographer is cool I'm cool they're cool so we're able to go ahead with it um, from that point so after this phone call uh, today from the school and after thinking about it uh, on the right to go and pick up my boy it just occurred to me that if that was something that I had done using questioning strategies when it comes to resolving problems or trying to uh, present something it would have made um, it would have made um, the process a whole lot smoother and it would have um, exculpated me with the way things had um, gone because each time something went wrong and I came to say okay this is the new plan uh, all the parties would say oh yeah sounds like a good plan and everybody shrugs their shoulders and they're off and then that doesn't work and then I come up with a new plan and another new plan another new plan and things kept going um, alright it would have been better if I had shown up to say hey bright this is what happened though Ogechukwu has bailed on us. This is what I did. This is what I did. This is what I did. How do you want to proceed? What would you recommend? The owners would have been up to her to come up with a solution. And she says, oh, she doesn't know. Now, what do I think? And I say, okay, this is what I have next. I say, okay, we have a new plan. Let's go. Let's go with that. And then we're at the church. And we saw how things happened. And I say, ah, this is the plan that we had. But see what's happening how. Uh, see what's happening now you know these and these and these are what i had suggested earlier so what would you recommend going forward and i put the question to both of them they would have had to take personal responsibility for um the process about what is it that we do next so if i had asked us those questions threefold in the room this and this and this is what i planned this is what has happened how would you like us to proceed what should we do next at the church Despite my best plans, this and this and this is what has happened. So, Ogar Groom, Madame Bride, how do you want us to proceed? What would you like us to do next? Um, and then at the venue, the same question. They would have had to take a measure of personal responsibility in coming up with the solution. And most importantly, it would have been obvious to them how, I mean, to what extent they caused the problem in the first place. 
Now, some of you might not be happy with what it is that I'm suggesting because it sounds like shirking um, your professional responsibility, but it's not shirking your responsibility to say, just like the school did, that this is the problem. I have tried to solve it by doing A, B, C, but that didn't work. So how do you want us to proceed? And if they say, I don't know, you're the professional, what do you think? And I say, okay, we can do one or two. And they say, okay, option two, let's go with that. But then two doesn't work out, especially in this case, because, um, anyway, maybe I should stop blaming them. So bottom line is option two doesn't work out. And I go through the whole thing again, that uh, you remember, we got option two because of A, B, C. So now we're here. How would you like us to proceed? And if you throw the ball back in my court, another solution as well. But the bottom line is, the questioning will get them involved and they will have a stake and an ownership in the solution that is presented. And when it seems like the solution came from them, even though that is what you had all along, you have um, buying into the process and it's going to make, uh, it's going to make the process of going forward a lot uh, easier for you. So yeah, that's it basically. I think the school handled it um, masterfully and um, let's learn from this and use this questioning approach in building our businesses as um, wedding and indus wedding industry event pro um, professionals. Um, questioning approach in the beginning, not just to find out what it is that they want and what it is that we're aiming for to get a sense of the deliverables, but also when things go wrong. The questioning process to get them involved in coming up with the solution, getting some buy-in and a sense of ownership and a sense of responsibility over how things turn out. So that at the end of the day, uh, the negative feelings that are t aimed towards you are not um, not too many negative feelings um, aimed towards you at the end of the day. So uh, yeah, so that's it basically for today's recording. And I hope for those of you who've been listening for a long time, you're beginning to get a sense of how and why I keep saying that an interdisciplinary um, approach or a cross-business approach is important to growing our businesses because we've seen how, how a school handles customer service, how the principles that they employ can also come in handy for those of us in the wedding space. So... Um, Always keep an open mind. It doesn't matter if you're talking to your uncle and what he does is chicken farming. There's some stuff there that you can learn that will be handy to wedding planning. It doesn't matter if your auntie does fish farming. If you guys are talking about business, there are some principles that she talks about there that are going to be relevant if you are a wedding photographer. So that's it pretty much for today. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the podcast, the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tabishima Ayede. I'll catch you guys at the next recording. And uh, assuming nothing else interesting happens to me between now and then, we will be back on the professionalism uh, train. I think we had looked at, uh, gosh, I think we had looked at dress and, hmm, what was it? Uh, dress and punctuality yeah I think it was dress and punctuality so yeah that's what we looked at the last time and I don't have my notes here with me so I'm not sure where we'll move to next but yeah it's professionalism related so thank you very much for listening to the podcast I will catch you guys at the next recording